Oh hi! This is a little audio series about how to make stuff, how to art, and how not to kill yourself during the process. Please, there'll be no homework, no grading, and I'm not qualified to teach jack shit anyway. But I hope by the time this series is over, you will be a fearless mad artist, or setting out on the path at least. Now, before we begin, I have a little exercise for you. Please think of a book or film or some piece of media you hate, like despise. I can think of a few. Now, go to Amazon or Rotten Tomatoes or some equivalent or whatever, and find the thing you hate and sort the reviews by five stars, the best ones, and you will be treated to well-written, perfectly justified, catastrophic lapses of taste. People who watched or read the same pile of crap as you did, and yet somehow came away impressed, even besotted. Right. Second exercise, but this time with a book or film you love, like adore. But you're going to sort by one-star reviews, and this time you'll find tens of people who completely missed the brilliance of whatever it is you loved, and they're not idiots by any stretch. Now I am trusting that two programs are now running in your brain. Firstly, a program called Taste Really Is Subjective. There is no objectively good or bad art. And secondly, a realization that you cannot please everyone, and so you are now completely free to make whatever is hiding in your soul, and everyone else can piss off. That is the essence of catastrophevity, a word I've just made up. That is the essence of artistic nihilism. There is no true art. There are no true artists. There is no golden ideal we're all aspiring to. There's just you, several decades worth of pent-up frustration and madness, and an art form to get it out in. And I'm hoping if you aren't an artist now, you will be by the end of this series. I bet you already are. You just don't know it yet. Now, maybe you're not here for the abstract pseudo spiritual bullshit. You just want a bit of advice about making videos or how to grow a channel or whatever. So, right off the bat, I will say firstly, if you ask a hundred people doing this stuff online, you will get a hundred different answers about how they got there. Anyone with more than a hundred k subscribers got ridiculously lucky, and they still probably don't understand why. All I can say with certainty is, don't focus on marketing yourself unless you particularly want to. Just concentrate all of your efforts into trying to make something original. I'm not saying I've managed that, but I follow a lot of people who have, and they're not posting ads everywhere. They're putting all of their energy into whatever they're working on and trying to make it great. When it comes to online video, people just want to watch something good. It's that general. And for another soundbite, I would say if you can try to start a trend or style rather than improving on one that already exists, it's a lot easier to get attention in a room of a few people rather than a crowd. But just make whatever you want to make. There is no shame in imitation. Usually, something original will pop out. There's plenty of technical advice out there. For everything else, try reading on writing by Stephen King. You're going to be great. I wish you luck. I hope it goes well. But if you're still here, for everyone else, a bit more of a rambling rant then. So if you're sitting comfortably, we'll begin. Let me first tell you why I make stuff and why, when I stop or can't, I get really sad. When I was about seven, I got the flu. No, not that one. Just normal flu. And an aunt asked, "Hey, what would you like for a get well present?" And I don't know where it came from, but I said twenty thousand leagues under the sea, which she got for me. And I did nothing but lay on the sofa and read it over and over and over. It was my first proper adult book. It turned out to be this amazing story about a mad captain of a steampunk submarine who's sinking ships to stop wars. You know, like you do when you're a twisted but highly intelligent underwater sociopath. And there are these gorgeous scenes in there under the sea, passages through subaquatic tunnels, candlelit evenings while the mad captain plays his organ in the submarine library. It blew my legs off, and I realized two things that summer. Firstly, I discovered that little black squiggles on plant matter could magically teleport you elsewhere. And secondly, that maybe if I was good enough, if I practiced enough, if I gave myself to this thing, maybe I could one day learn to perform the same kind of magic for other people. 
Nevertheless, 14 years after reading 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, I still hadn't really gotten anywhere with writing. At 21, I was in the midst of what I am now sensible enough to call a nervous breakdown, and I've made the excellent decision of, instead of visiting a mental health professional, had instead flown to New Zealand to work on farms and go hiking alone without enough food or water because I watched into the wild and completely forgotten the ending. Why does everyone always forget the ending? And one day I was sitting on the very south of the South Island of New Zealand, waiting for a bus, being fucking miserable and fucking confused and lonely and angsty when I noticed I'd accidentally downloaded an audiobook called Fahrenheit 451, which I vaguely remembered as some flimsy sci-fi shit I'd been avoiding for years. But within maybe five minutes of listening to it, it was so good I decided I was going to sit under that tree by the bus stop and not move until it's done. And a few hours later, it was done, and I was a different human. I had never heard language used like that before. The audiobook was the version read by Christopher Hurt, by the way, and it's fucking sublime if you can find it. But it was then that I realised there were other humans in the world like me. Idealists incapable of managing their lives, who preferred to just live in the realm of making stuff up. And I remembered how desperately seven-year-old me had wanted to be a writer. I remembered how the idea had seemed so romantic back then, and I realised that was why I was probably so miserable. Because I was doing everything but that thing in my soul. Everything but trying to be a writer. So I started trying to be a writer. And most days, doing just that. I'm still not there yet, but I tell you what, I was never quite that unhappy ever again. We are a creative species, and while you may have already found your higher purpose in God, or denying the existence of God, or waiting for the technological singularity, or whatever, giving yourself over to the making of things, trying to put new things in the world, is the best higher purpose I've found yet. It's what keeps me sane, and I hope I can convince you to adopt it as a life purpose too. And I have a little blueprint for you if you're just starting out, in whatever art form it is, and it is called Catastrativity. Read every book, watch every documentary you can, question anyone who will listen on how they got to where they are, fill your brain up with every piece of advice you can, and then forget everything. All of it. The way is there is no way. There is no 10-point plan to making art, there is no manual. Anyone trying to sell you one is lying. There is technique, obviously, but technique is not art. It is the emissary of art. The master, the art, is in you. And that world is 10 million times more important than any technique anyone could teach you. I'm not saying don't educate yourself. Obviously, please do. But at the end of the day, it will come back around to the primacy of your great imagination. If you are willing to go down this road, please do not expect much sympathy from friends. They will not understand what you're doing at first. Do not expect the world to understand either, it's busy with its own shit. Just try 10 million approaches and travel and be terribly confused and live and live and live and it will be impossible not to be sad or happy about something. And then it will be impossible not to express it. And it will be something unique. And that is catastrophe. No 10-point plans, no bollocksy long-word discussions about the muses in ancient Greece. That's kryptonite to art. That's paint-by-numbers shit. That's not where art comes from. It's a solo dance. It's a war with yourself. And it must come from chaos. It must come from strife or joy or something internal. Something native only to you. It's taken a while, but ever since getting the flu those years ago, I have picked up a few rules that might be helpful in your adventure of making stuff. So if you're just starting out on that adventure, here's my arbitrary list of commandments. 1. Thou shalt not compromise. Compromise is creative death. If you dreamt of a Portuguese llama doing salsa, then that is your story. The gems that will make your writing or art unique are exactly the things that people will try to kill early on. They will call it too weird or not fit for public consumption, and they can fuck off. 
If you make it to a few thousand subscribers on YouTube, and I do hope you do, you will get bombarded by multi-channel networks telling you to swear less and maybe think about making content for five-year-olds. Ignore them completely. Keep making what you want to. Secondly, thou shalt go all in. My mistake with every other attempt at a hobby or passion is that I really liked the idea of the thing, particularly coding, but when I actually tried it, ooh, I'm gonna study three hours a day, etc., I fucking hated it. I was lying to myself. I detest Ruby on Rails and Python as a result of this. You have to go all in to find out if you are actually made for the craft or if you just like the sound of the end result. 99% of your time will be spent in quiet frustration. But if you love the craft, it isn't frustration. It's just joy before the icing arrives. You must love the process, not just the end result. If you think you might be a writer, and I really hope you are, just keep in mind that as with anything, there will be days, weeks sometimes, I'm afraid, when nothing comes to you, when you hate everything you've done, when you're sure that the music is gone. It isn't gone, but you'll convince yourself it is. These are not pleasant days or weeks, but when you get through them, and you will, and when you go on to make the next thing, which you will, it makes the persistence all the much more worth it. You must love the process, not just the end result. Next, if you're just starting out on the artsy road, whatever you're doing, thou shalt spend two years free of judgment. If you found whatever it is you want to do, you're going to give yourself two years, just the next two years, where you don't give a shit what anyone says. You're going to make whatever you want, you're going to experiment with every style under the sun, you're going to be overconfident and underconfident and make every mistake it's possible to make, despite your condescending dad or unhelpful teachers. Do not listen. They have no idea what's in your head. They have no idea what you're capable of. And every now and then, in the midst of the madness, you will strike gold and step back and think, now where the fuck did that come from? You are going to give yourself permission to do whatever the hell you want creatively, without judgment, especially from yourself. Two years isn't that much in the grand scheme of things, but it's more than enough time to find yourself creatively. And finally, fourthly, thou shalt ignore all commandments, especially these. Anyone giving advice is just basically recycling whatever worked for them, which they don't understand, of course, and trying to universalize it for everyone else. There are millions of paths up Art Mountain if you want to climb it. To recap then, thou shalt not compromise, thou shalt go all in, thou shalt allot two years for unhindered, judgeless experimentation, and thou shalt ignore all commandments. So that is who this series is made for. If you're only happy when you're making stuff, if the real world is a waiting room for the next thing you want to go off and write, or paint, or whatever else, if you're surrounded by people who don't believe in you creatively, well, I fucking believe in you, and loads of other people are going to soon too. If you have this massive gap in your soul and an overactive imagination, you're not crazy, you're an artist, Harry.